Hey everybody, Scott Dust here. Welcome to the channel. If you're interested in learning more about organizational behavior and organizational psychology, you're in the right place. The conversations we'll be having are about infusing science to better understand how to lead and manage ourselves and others. If you're interested, please subscribe. Thanks and good luck. Hey everybody, Scott Dust here with my co-host, Louis DiCarlo. This is the Self-Leadership Experiment, a blog, vlog, and podcast where we bridge the gap between science and practice for all things organizational behavior. This is blog number two called Please Go Away. Right? We've all been in those situations where we're trying to get something done. We don't have time. Maybe we're in deep thinking mode. And inevitably, distractions happen. A lot of times, it's other people that are inserting themselves, whether it be face-to-face -face or virtually. So what are we gonna do about it? And um, how do we solve this conundrum, right? We wanna be polite, we wanna be nice colleagues, but at the same time, you know, we're trying to get something done. So what about you, Louie? Have you had this happen? I'm sure you have. Absolutely. Um, I will say this though, working from home for the past you know, 18 months or so, and coming back to the office, um, I think sometime in October, this is, I'm, I'm being reminded in real time of this happening all over again. When we were working from home, this almost never happened. All you have to do is press this little red button that says leave at the, in the end of your, in the corner of your Zoom meeting. Yeah. And uh, it's an easy exit, right? Um, but we're back in the office now and everybody wants to talk to everybody um, yeah. and on their own, break time right so yeah i mean we're facing this again all 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 at once right and it's and it's worse than usual right because people haven't seen each other in a while so they're trying to catch up and i don't know i feel like everybody has a different strategy on what they think is the right thing to do face-to-face -face, virtual or hybrid or somewhere in between and there's been lots of like pulse type surveys on is it working for you is it not working for you and management is looking at this data and I keep pushing and saying, yes, it's good to take a pulse now, but it's also too early because this isn't the typical behavior, right? If people are just getting back into the office and they're so excited to see their colleagues, it's almost like you're seeing more of those distractions than usual. Eventually, I'm hoping it kind of, I don't know, tapers off a little bit and gets back to the norm. No, I think it is, and it, and it has been, right? Now that we're towards the end of the year, we've been back in two months, and and, and a lot of that is we're just back to the what it was beforehand right and i think just getting back to the root of the question right like how do you manage either those people or those times where someone just wants to have a hallway conversation while you have a deliverable to finish in 30 minutes right. and it should take you an hour to do so you're like you just need to go right and i think for me um what i like to do is block time out of my calendar so that um, no one can overbook that time, right? Yeah. That's, that's one proactive measure to do. Right. Uh, in the other space or the other option is if you know you have a, and not every work environment is gonna be conducive to this, but if you know you need uninterrupted work, go somewhere where they can't find you. Sure, yeah, hide, <laughs> like literally hide. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good idea. And I do think that being protective of your time, whether it's through calendar or physical space, that's a big part of it. And I started even finding 
myself making strategic decisions about where I'm going to work. And it was actually the opposite, right? So I'm getting less, I'm getting, I was getting less distractions at home versus at the office. And, but now that I've been doing this for a while and my wife also works from home, it's kind of the opposite. Now I'm getting more distractions because, you know, she's around and the dog needs something or whatever else. Now I'm actually starting to reframe and say, you know what, I probably should be finding elsewhere to work, right? I'm going to go uh, work at the gym or I'm going to go work in a coffee shop or whatever else. So I think that's, that's part of it. What do you do though, when someone is actually in the moment with you and trying to steal your time and it's just clearly something that's unproductive. It's clearly something that, you know, you're rushing through. What's your strategy? Well, I'm not good at it. First of all, I'll say that it's hard sometimes to tell people no, right? You just keep nodding your head thinking this is the last time you're going to have to nod your head. And typically it's not right. Cause uh, we all have that coworker or friend or family member who once you get in a conversation with them, uh, you could come and go within 10, 15, 20 minute intervals and they're still talking. Right. So to answer your question, I think what you absolutely just have to do, even if it's uncomfortable and it's hard for you to do, is just insert yourself. Excuse me. I am really busy right now. I have something I need to get, get done. Uh, let's catch up later. Right. And while that's so hard to deliver, I've never been told that. Right. So, I mean, I have. Anytime someone has told that to me, I've never been like, angry at the person or mad at the person. And, and if anything, I feel apologetic to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead, please. You yeah, know? right, right. It, in the moment, we think they're going to be offended. And so we shy away from it. But in reality, if we put on, if we're on the other side of the table, we like respect it. Yeah. And I think there's also, I really feel like I'm horrible at it. I absolutely cannot step away from a conversation, whether it's one-on-one or within a group. I feel like I just can't, maybe it's the people pleaser in me or something like that. I just can't end it very well. And I'll find myself uh, feeling resentful and really just uh, getting worked up about it inside. And I know the conversation and I I can't be a good conversationalist when that's going on in the back of my head. Like there's no way that they're actually enjoying that back and forth. So I do wish that I would, number one, do it right away, right? Say it from the get-go because the farther you get down the line, the harder it is to get out. Um, but then also, like you said, just being really clear and explaining why. I think that's the key. Some of the things I've seen work well in the workplace are um, headphones. Hmm. Now, you put your headphones in, you're kind of telling people you're unavailable. Right. I mean, uh, and, I, and I honestly sometimes put my headphones on to no music just so people get the clue that I'm not available. Right. right. Uh, caution, though, if you always have your headphones in, sometimes you can be viewed as always unavailable. So it's a balance, right? It's a balance. Yeah. But I think at least like thinking about it and like having a plan, knowing, blocking your schedule, putting yourselves in the right environment, whether it's in a different room or finding a conference room, being prepared with that line, whatever that line is for you that you feel comfortable with, right? When you're in the moment that you know exactly what you're going to say to get out of there. And, um, and, and setting up those cues and those signals, whether it's the closed door. I've seen people go to the extreme and even put on like a red light, yellow light, green light on the outside of their door, which is a little hokey, but I get the point, right? They're trying to make sure people know this is not the time uh, I'm in deep thinking mode. And it really is so important. A lot of what we'll talk about down the line is also 
how do you make sure you're you're maximizing your efficiency, your productivity, given the time that you have and making sure that you do all that with a sense of well-being? Well, a big part of it is getting into flow, getting your deep thinking work done without those distractions, because we know that there's a cost of cognitive switching, you know, getting into talking mode versus back to the, the email that you were trying to write. You know, all that is, um, is a big lift. A hundred percent. And time management is so important these days, uh, now more than ever, right? And finding the right rhythms and cadences and habits to make sure that you are optimizing your time as efficiently as possible. Uh, it's important these days, right? And this is one of those interrupters. There's several others, right? But yeah. Um, I mean, I think like in summary, though, a lot of this is self-accountability. You need to set your day up for success, whether it's blocking off your calendar, you know, finding another room, uh, just simply letting some of the, you know, bad, not bad actors, but people who commonly will interrupt you or whoever you need to know, hey, I'm really busy. Right. Um, don't, I'll, don't bother me. Right. Yeah, I love, it's, you're right. It's about, it's, it's more about self-accountability. We have a tendency to like, be mad at the other people for intruding on our time, but it's actually, it's up to us, right? We can only control what we can control. We can't control other people. I love that. All right, everybody, thanks for joining. For more resources on bridging the gap between science and practice for all things organizational behavior, go to scottdust.com. And from there, you can subscribe to the monthly newsletter and find more evidence-based insight through social media, YouTube, and the podcast. See you next time.